Welcome to another exciting word from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Well, open up your Bibles today, if you would. You're ready for the word. We're going to be going to Joshua in just a moment. And let me ask you a question, all right? Just, just be honest with yourself. Had you rather me encourage you or discourage you today? Encourage? Had you rather be encouraged or discouraged? Encouraged? Would you rather leave here feeling better or feeling worse? Wow. I mean, had you rather leave a ball game feeling better or worse? Better. Yeah. If you were going to be going into war, had you rather be encouraged or discouraged by your leaders? Yeah. How about if you were going to be playing a game and you were at halftime and your coach had you in the locker room, would you rather him encourage you? And tell you that you can do this? Come on now, let's get out there and do this. Or would you rather him say, you don't have a chance. You are just a bunch of sorry players. You can't do this. I don't even know why you go back out. We ought to just go home. I mean, why even put the effort out? You can't do this. Had you rather be encouraged or discouraged at halftime? Encouraged. You think you would play better if you were encouraged? You think you would fight better if you were encouraged? Yeah, you think that you would leave here today having a better week if you were encouraged or discouraged? Well, of course, everybody would. That's a given. But yet so many times when we find ourselves in a conversation with people during the week, they leave the conversation discouraged, not encouraged. We leave the conversation discouraged, not encouraged. We leave many conversations, we leave many situations of life more discouraged than encouraged. In fact, it might even be possible that many of you go to the dinner table in the evening and sit down at the dinner table more discouraged than encouraged because of what you've just seen on the news. Because the world has a narrative. The world has a mantra. The world has a goal. And their goal is to discourage you. Their goal is to make you feel like you are surrounded by wicked and evil people. This is the truth. I'm not telling you something that's not the truth. I'm telling you the truth. That the world wants you to believe that whenever you go to the grocery store or when you go to work or even when you go to church... When you get out and drive on the highway that you are surrounded by wicked and evil people. The world wants you to believe that people that are not the same color you are, the people that's not the same custom or the same culture that you are, they are wicked and evil. They're going to somehow not be for you but be against you. And if you give them the chance, they'll hurt you, not help you. But that's just not the truth. Let me ask right now before we get started, those of you online, those of you on campus, are any of you wicked and evil? Are you wicked and evil? I want to know if you are wicked and evil, then, then listen... I got a plan for your life, okay? Which one of you is wicked and evil? No hands going up. Yeah, because you're not. 
And most likely, you don't even know if somebody is wicked. You don't even know somebody that is wicked and evil. Most likely, you don't. Not personally. Oh, you may have seen somebody on television, but you may have heard of someone perhaps, but most likely you really don't know someone that is just wicked and evil and wants to hurt people and destroy their lives and, and take away their, their, their freedoms. Do, do you know anybody personally like that? Most likely not. But yet the world wants us to believe this. The world wants us to believe a lot of things that will discourage us. But God wants us to believe things that will encourage us. Go throughout the Word of God and you'll find that God needs you to be encouraged. And today we're going to talk about courage. Okay? Today we're going to talk about how you can be encouraged. You know, this past week I was looking on the internet, doing a little research and doing some reading, and I came across a list of the top 10 best-selling books of all time. You've probably seen these lists. And so I got interested in it, and I started reading the top 10 best-selling books of all time. I read, and I, I looked at the list, and then I decided that I wanted to compare this list with other lists. So I went, and I started looking at top readers' choice awards and all kinds of best-selling lists, and, and the top 10, the best, you know, top 25 best-selling books of all time. And pretty much all the lists were, 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 were pretty much standard. They were all pretty much the same. Let me give you an example of, of, of the list that I found uh, on the top 10 best-selling books of all time. The number one, according to you know, most every list that I looked at, was Don Quixote. It was written in 1605, and it sold 500 million copies. Isn't that amazing? 500, can you imagine 500 million copies? That's amazing. The second best-selling book of all time uh, on the list was A Tale of Two Cities. I just got finished reading A Tale of Two Cities, and uh, Charles Dickens, uh, 200 million copies sold. 201, perhaps, because I got one here a few weeks ago. Uh, Lord of the Rings was number three. It was written in 1954, the year I was born, and uh, 150 million copies sold. Isn't that a lot? I mean, that's a lot, isn't it? That's a whole lot. And then it went on from there, you know, uh, The Little Prince, Harry Potter, you know, Then There Were None, The Dream of the Red Chamber, The Hobbit, you know, uh, on and on. We get to number 10, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, C.S. Lewis, 1950, uh, 85 million copies sold. That's a lot. So here, these lists that I looked at all week, you know, and, and, and read about and looked at, most of, you know, from 500 million copies to 85 million copies it's amazing that people would buy that many of, of a book. But as I continued researching, I realized that, that two books were left out. Number one a book that was left out was the Quran. You know, it sold 800 million copies. Wow, that's a lot, isn't it? They left it off the list. But they also left off what is the real undisputed best-selling book of all time that is the bible there are six billion six billion copies of the bible in print today six billion currently in print isn't that amazing six billion that 500 million kind of 
pales in comparison. Six billion. Wow. Well, the Bible is the absolute, undisputed, best-selling book of all time. And not only is it the most purchased book in the world, it's also the most read, the most printed, the most gifted, the most quoted verbally and in print digitally and non-digitally and it's the most loved book of all time it is the one book that most people say they go to whenever they have a life problem because they believe it has the answers to life in that book it tops every category on any day of any week of any month of any year and uh, uh, you know it is uh, no wonder it's left off the reason it's left off of these lists is because nothing can compete with the bible that's amazing let me, uh, let me continue. On average, there are 100 million Bibles printed every year. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. 20 million Bibles are sold in the United States each year. Just in the United States, 1.66 million Bibles are sold each month. That's 384,615 Bibles that are sold every week, currently. Okay? That's... 38 Bibles, uh, excuse me, 54,795 Bibles every day. Isn't that amazing? Every day in America, right at 55,000 Bibles are purchased. 38 Bibles sold each minute. That means that in the United States of America today, one Bible is purchased on average of every 1.5 seconds. No other book can compare. No other 10 books, no other 25 books combined can compare to the people today that are buying Bibles right now. That's amazing to me. On top of all the Bibles that are bought every day, 115,055 Bibles are given away or else distributed every day. Isn't that amazing? 59 million 59.5 million Bibles were distributed by the Gideons in 2016 alone. That, that is more than 113 Bibles per minute, in addition to all those that's bought. In addition to how many that are, that, that are purchased every day, the Gideons gave away another 113 every minute of 2016. That's amazing. You know, 92% of Americans own at least one Bible. It was that, that, that either they purchased or it was given to them. Isn't that amazing? 115,000 plus are given away every day. On top of all that are bought every day. Do you know the average Christian in America owns nine Bibles and they say they want to buy more? Yeah. How many of you own at least nine Bibles? Yeah. Look at that. Wow. Uh, 25% of all the Bibles that are printed worldwide are bought by Americans, either to be given away to others or to be brought into their homes. Not only is that in print we see this, but uh, you may be familiar with Uversion. Uversion is a top downloaded Bible app for, more, uh, for, for mobile devices. And it has over 100 million total downloads. Digital Bibles. It was, it was one of the first. It was, the, it was in the first 200 apps that were even offered on iTunes ever. And, uh, and, and uh, it, it's been in the top 100 free apps for years. This is going to shock you, I think. More than 66 
thousand people are using a Bible app at any given second. 66,000 more right now. 66,000 more right now. Right now, somebody, 66,000 people are using it right now. Right now, 66,000 people in the U.S. are using a Bible app right now. Boom, boom, gone. Here they are, another 66,000. Does that, that, that just amazes. And, and on top of that, three people share a Bible verse on their social network every second of every day of every week, of every month, of every year. Three people every second are sharing scriptures with others, sending someone the Word of God, sharing the Bible, sharing what God said with someone else every second. And the most shared scripture verse on social media, on the Internet today, is Isaiah 53, 5. Isn't that interesting? It says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Wow. The most shared scripture on the internet talks about our Lord and Savior. And people are sharing this on social media and on internet and buying Bibles like never before. Uh, listen, it is just amazing. Time fails me to go into the rest of the statistics. But let me tell you, since 1950, in 1950, okay, if you took the number of, of, of Bibles purchased in 1950 versus the number of people and went forward to today, we, we have by far outpaced. We are approximately... 140% more Bibles being purchased today than in 1950. That's amazing to me. In the year 1900, there were 2,300 people for every one Bible. One Bible for every 2,300 people in 1900. Today, there are eight Bibles for every 10 people in the world. I'm going to tell you, this kind of flies in the face of what the world would want you to think about the Word of God, about the Bible, and about people seeking it, about people wanting it, about people wanting to go to the Word. You know, people say 92% of the people in, 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 in more than one survey that I've read said that, that they go to the Bible whenever they have a need because they believe that the Bible is a source of life. That, that just doesn't sound like the evening news to me. It doesn't sound like something that the devil would want me to believe. You know, I mean, I'm thinking that even some Christians online and perhaps some on campus right now that love Jesus are having a little trouble believing that there's that many, that that many people in America are interested in the Word of God, that that many people are interested in what God has to say about their life or what God has to say about the future. But those are the facts. No propaganda. God wants people encouraged not discouraged about his plan. God would like for us to believe his plan 
and his narrative instead of what the world has to say. We see this in the life of 12 men who were spies for the nation of Israel, who were sent by Moses into the promised land. And they came back, each one of them, with a personal report. Ten of them came, and their report of what they saw and what they believed so discouraged the people, so discouraged God's people that God's people would not even believe that He could help them. God's people believed that His plan was not going to work because of everything I've seen and everything I've heard. And the people who were the children of Israel, they didn't even see this for themselves. They were only listening to what other people said. People listen to what you say about God. People listen to what you say about our nation. People listen to what you say about church. People listen to what you say about your work. People listen to what you say about what you think is going to happen. And people leave their conversation with you either encouraged or discouraged. As I said before, you probably do not know any wicked and evil people personally. Most likely you don't. You might, someone might, because there are wicked and evil people in the world. That is the truth. Our goal is to give them a choice to not be wicked and evil. But most likely you don't know any. Most likely you do not know someone that is possessed by some demon not personally, you haven't encountered them, that is trying to destroy your life, most likely you don't know those people. Perhaps you do, okay? I know I see some on television, okay? And I may have in my past met one or two somewhere. But I don't know them personally. But yet, sometimes when people come and tell me how bad things are. Do you know, I kind of agree with them. You ever do that? You ever go, yeah, they are. Yeah, thing, oh yeah, yeah. And you repeat the last thing you saw on the news. You repeat the last thing you saw on the devil's agenda. You repeat the last narrative that the world had to say. Now, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that bad things don't happen and we don't get disappointed. There aren't tragedies and traumas and hurts and heartaches and heartbreaks. But I'm talking about the difference in how God sees it and how people are challenged by this world to see it. Yeah. God needs us encouraged. We're, we're His players. We're His hope. We're supposed to be light. You know, there's a difference between lighting a lamp and cursing the darkness. And if all we do is curse the darkness and we never light a lamp, how is anyone ever supposed to leave our presence encouraged? We're supposed to be a light. It doesn't mean that we haven't gone through heartache and disappointment. It doesn't mean that we haven't encountered things that we can't explain and things we wish hadn't happened to us. But it does mean that we believe in a future that God has declared and we believe that we are better and we are stronger and that we can win when we are encouraged, not discouraged. And we believe other people need to leave our presence encouraged. You see, what a person believes and how they feel will often determine what they do and if they succeed. I put that in red so you could read it one more time. What a person believes and how they feel 
will often determine what they do and if they succeed. And if the devil can successfully depress you, you won't go back out as a winner. You won't engage in life as a winner. You'll engage in life as a loser. Just like the children of Israel did when the ten spies successfully discouraged them and told them that God's not able to fix this. Listen, today is not the worst day that God's ever seen. Okay? We're not yet at the place where, 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 we're not at the place where, uh, you know, where we were when God brought the flood. This is not the worst day. God handled that, and He can handle this. God wants you to feel encouraged about Him and His plan. God wants you. He knows that you have encountered things that, 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 that you know, aren't right. He understands that there are things going on in the world that you can't control and, and have personally disfavored you or, or perhaps have hurt your feelings or made you feel afraid. But yet He needs you to be encouraged. God needs you to trust His plan. God needs you to have confidence in Him. He needs you to be encouraged about what you can do in the situation, not discouraged, encouraged. What a person believes and how they feel is going to determine what they do and if they succeed. People make up their own minds, by the way. You know, if someone is bent on being wicked and evil, if someone just wants to be negative and, and, and discouraging, if someone just, you know, they make up their own minds. But it's our job to give them a choice. We're supposed to show them they have a choice. We're supposed to show the world that you don't have to believe that narrative. And people should leave our conversations encouraged. They should leave church encouraged, not discouraged. When you came here this morning, you know, I'm not here to point out all your sin and how sorry you are and how the world is wicked. I'm here to lift up Jesus. Jesus said, and if I be lifted up, I will draw men unto myself. I'm here to preach the good news, not the bad news. The bad news is that, yes, a lot of people are going to hell. And you're going to hell if you're not saved. And if you don't get saved, you're going to hell. You're going to hell. That's the bad news. Here's the good news. You can go to heaven. If you will ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart and life. Because the bad news is just condemning and it leaves you in with nothing. It leaves you empty and it leaves you without hope. But Jesus Christ gives you hope, encourages you. I hope you leave here encouraged this morning, not discouraged. By the way, have you found Joshua? It's kind of a big book. If you haven't found it by now, you may need to look on with a friend. Okay? <laughs> uh, you probably thought I forgot about it. Nah, Joshua chapter 1. Now, y'all remember, these 12 spies that went into the land, 10 of them came back. If you haven't read this in the book of Numbers, it's a wonderful read, okay? Along about you know, Genesis, uh, Numbers 12, 13, 14, you'll find out that these 12 spies went into the land sent by Moses. They all saw the same thing. They came back to tell the people how we can go and take the land. Only 10 of them decided we can't because God's not able and we're not able. We're just grasshoppers. That's how we feel about ourselves, and they're giants. And they're living in walled cities and... But two people said, yes, we can. Two people were encouraged. Two people went there and came back and did their best to encourage the 
people. Sometimes it feels like 10 against 2, that everybody at work is doing their best to discourage you. You know, uh, this is a horrible place to work. Do you know most likely the person is telling you that doesn't really believe it? He's saying it to see if you believe it, because if you believe it, oh no, his worst nightmares just happened. Yeah, it is a horrible place to work. They don't treat you all right. Oh, come on, stop that. You're going to tear down your business, and then you'll be looking for a job. You might say, well, my job's not a blessing. Well, it's not a blessing, then let me tell you. I just pray God to take it away from you, and then you wouldn't be bothered by it. Oh, all of a sudden it became a blessing, did it? It was a blessing before. There's nothing like encouraging and building up the people that you're working with. There's nothing like encouraging and building up the team that you're playing with. There's nothing like encouraging and building up the soldiers that you fight with. There's nothing like encouraging and building up your family to tell them that we can do this. You're somebody. God loves you. He's got a plan for your life. This is going to be okay. You can do this. You can do this. You can do this. Come on, let's go. Well, Joshua was one of those people that was doing that. And all throughout the Bible, we're just, we can just use him as an example. But all throughout the Bible, we see this repeated over and over and over. Just like in 1 Samuel chapter 30, whenever David and his men went out to war and came back and somebody had come and, and, and they had robbed them and they took them all. Took them, they had, <laughs> my my uh, East Texas uh, country boy is coming out in me. <laughs> Not everything does a, does, a, does a degree take care of, huh? Uh, they had taken <laughs> all the family and all the people and everything. And I mean, these guys that were with David, they were so discouraged. And they started talking to one another, and they just kept discouraging one another, discouraging one another, and discouraging one another. And David stood up and said, come on, guys, we can go and get these guys. I mean, David's wives were gone as well, and his children were gone, and his stuff was gone. He was in the same boat as everybody else. But the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. And these guys wanted to stone David because he was happy in the midst of his difficulty. He trusted God in the midst of the moment and they wanted to stone him it's not always popular by the way to be encouraged it's not always popular to tell somebody you can do this you're well able you can handle this it's not always popular because sometimes people sitting in their sad sack they want to be sad need to be sad and everybody else told them how sad they need to be and sometimes they're just being sad because it's what everybody else expects but don't expect them to be sad you know love them and hug them and 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 and, and mourn with those that mourn weep with those that weep but don't get discouraged because discouragement will make you want to quit you can be in a bad place and know you have help and be okay it doesn't mean it hurts any less, and it doesn't mean that it's not as tragic, and it doesn't mean that, 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 that you know, everything in your world is going to look like you want it to look, but it does mean that you know God's never going to leave you, never going to forsake you. He's right there with you, and you can be encouraged that Almighty God has a plan. Well, one of those spies, one of the two spies that said we can do it, found himself in a difficult place. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. And after the death of Moses, oh my goodness, you mean there's after? Yes, there's an after the death of Moses. There was an after the death of Jesus. And most of us are living in an after right now, after something happened in our life. Most of us are living in something we wish had not have happened, something we wish we could change. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, 
it came to pass that the Lord spoke. You mean God speaks after a tragedy, after? I mean, Moses was the man of God that led him out and led him for 40 years. What in the world are they going to do now? God spoke. Listen, give God a chance. He'll always speak. He'll speak to you after your worst nightmare. He'll speak to you. He spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, now, let me encourage you, read those next few verses, because we're going to go down to verse 7, and we're going to encapsulate what we need to hear this morning. This is what the Lord said to Joshua. Only, listen, if you don't get anything else, get this. Only be strong and be very courageous. Wait a second now. I've got a lot of people depending on me, and I'm about to go into a place that I, I know there are giants, and, and I, I mean, and I, I'm not the guy that you started with. I'm, I'm you know, be strong and very courageous, Joshua. That you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant. Y'all remember those Bibles we talked about a little earlier, how many of them there are around? You want to know why? Because we need them. Because we need them. Because God knows what it takes to win the battle. And here he is sending Joshua right back to the Word of God. Here he is telling Joshua this book of the law, this Word of God, in practical uh, reality, what he was saying to Joshua in that day. If we translate it into what he's saying to us today, he's saying, after your worst nightmare, I will speak to you. Only I need you to be very strong and very courageous. I need you to take the Word of God. I need you to trust in the Word of God. I need you to not let this book of the law depart out of your mouth. Only be strong and courageous that you may observe to do all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Things are going to get better for you if you'll stick with my word. If you'll stick to the word. If you'll stick to the word. Verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do. I want you to not let it depart out of your mouth. Listen, the next conversation you have with someone, why don't you just go ahead and shock them? It may not be popular, by the way, but go ahead and shock them. And whenever they say, you know, oh, isn't it horrible? Go, you know, the Lord is my light and my salvation. You know, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. You know, I'm well able. I can go up at once and possess because my enemy's defenses have departed from them. Greater is he that's in me. This is the victory that overcomes. It's my faith. I have faith in God's plan. Just go ahead and shock somebody. I mean, they may not talk to you for a while. But when they do, it'll be because they came back wanting to hear another good word. Wanting to be encouraged by you again. Because they know that their source of encouragement, something hit them different. Something came to them different. This is what God is saying to Joshua. Listen, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Wow. 
that you may observe to do according to all that's written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. And if you have courage, and if you keep the word with you, you're going to end up successful. Then you will have good success. Wow. I mean, I'm not sure exactly how you want and what you're going through, but I would imagine you want to win and not lose. I would imagine you want to be successful and not a failure. I imagine you want to end up better and not bitter. I'd, I, I would think you would want to end up right and not wrong. I think you'd rather be a winner and not a loser. How do you do that? You do that by going to the Word of God. That's why there's so many Bibles around. Don't believe what the world has to say. Stop believing the narrative of this world. Realize that if you will take the evening news and turn it right upside down, you can probably see what God is doing. Verse 9, Have not I commanded you, he said, He's telling him a second time, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed, disillusioned. Don't let the devil deceive you and get you off the truth. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wow, what a good word. You see, the word of God, the Bible, it is a rock upon which we stand. It is a tower into which we run. It's a lamp to our feet. It's a light to our path. It's a shield against our enemies. It's a sword with which we do battle. The Word of God is healing for our wounds. It's seeds for our next harvest. It's faith for our future. It's the Word of God. And the first thing the devil wants to make you do whenever he tries to, to deceive you, hurt you, fool you, send you into some type of, of, of tailspin, is he wants to rip you away from the Word of God. He wants to take you away from anybody that's going to encourage you. He wants to take you away from anything that's going to tell you a different story. God wants you to know that He will take His Word. He will save you. His Word is what saves us. His Word is what strengthens us. His Word is what separates us from this world. His Word is what sanctifies us. And His Word is what secures our eternity and the eternities of our family and friends. Today I am really hoping that all my brothers and sisters in Christ feel just like me. I woke up this morning and my first thoughts this morning, I try to capture my first thoughts. My first thoughts this morning, here's what I heard. Tell them it's good. Tell them it's going to be okay. Wow. I know some people don't want to, they just don't, they just don't want to believe that. Why not? What you believe will actually you know, and, and, and how you feel is going to really determine what you do and if you succeed. Tell them it's going to be okay. I, I had this waking, I, it, it wasn't a vision, it was an image. That's the best thing I can ex explain. I had this waking image 
maybe it was a vision. Maybe it was a dream. As I woke up, there were two mats. They were these little uh, silicone kind of mats. One of them was blue and had some writing on it, and one of them was red. And, uh, and, and, and uh, the one that was red, it, it, it wasn't going good. And people over here weren't really, and I was, they weren't doing really good on this mat. And over here on the blue mat, everything was really, really, really good. And I kept trying to people get people to get off that mat and get onto this one. Come on, go, get over here. Get, get off that mat of, 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 of thinking that everything is horrible and not going to work and God can't fix this and, 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 and it's sad and I may as well sit down. I may as well you know, uh, you know, go eat worms, little ones, big ones, fat ones, skinny ones, ones that wiggle and squirm. Over here. And I kept trying to get off that mat and get on this one. Come on over here on this one. Get, get on this mat. Listen, God is doing something. Revival is happening in the world. I don't want to miss what God is doing. The Holy Ghost is being stirred up everywhere we go. Everywhere we see, more people are coming to Christ. More people are giving their lives in service to Him. Our youth just had a tremendous revival this week. I saw some videos. I heard testimonies. Let me tell you, sometimes the world tries to serve you something, trying to make you believe that God's not going to help, but it's not the truth. Be encouraged. God needs you to be encouraged, especially when you're going through something and everybody's watching you. Because when they're watching you, they want to see what a Christian does in the midst of their trouble. They want to see what somebody with faith does in the midst of their problem. They want to see if you act like the rest of them or if you stand strong in the midst of your situation. Even though you cannot change what happened, nonetheless, you can trust God and go forward and say, my God is able. My God will not fail me. He will not forsake me. He will not leave me alone. Be encouraged. Get off this mat and get onto this one. Come on. That's what I woke up with. And, 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 and the words in my head, tell him everything's going to be okay. Tell him it's going to work. Tell him everything's going to be fine. You know, encourage the people. It's not popular. I just got persecuted by some other pastors within the last two weeks by telling them everything that God can handle everything that's going on. There are wicked and evil people in this world, but it's not your fault. It's not God's fault. It's not your fault. It's not the church's fault. It's their own choices. Our job is to show them they have a choice. They don't have to believe this. They don't have to be that way. I am believing God that He's going to save my worst enemies. And the gas prices are going to come down. <laughs> Lord, help us all. Why not believe? Why not be encouraged? Let's not be discouraged. Let's not let the world stack up things on one on top of another trying to take us out of the game. There's a great coach in heaven. His name is Jesus. And he is telling you, be strong. Be courageous. I'll not leave you. I'll not forsake you. Uh, you know, let this word, let the word that I have said be in your mouth, in your heart. Three things I want to encourage you to do about the Bible. There's so many of them. If you don't have one, let, let, let one of us know. Most of us have at least nine. You need a Bible, I'll get you one. Okay? Download, download the, the, the U version. I use U version. I go to it every, you know, every day. I go to U version. I, I, I read the Bible digitally. You know, every day. Uh, you know, I read like five chapters in Isaiah this morning. Uh, six chapters, I think. I'm doing that chronological Bible through the year. You know, chronological through the year. 
so download it. Here's what you need to do. Number one, read it. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I know this sounds like first grade, but in your worst day, in your worst difficulty, read it. And on your best day, read it. Have something to say to yourself and something to say to somebody else every day. Number two, rehearse it. Rehearse it. Go over and over it in your head. Take it apart. You know, just rehearse it. It's called meditation. But you shall meditate therein both day and night. Then you'll make your way prosperous and then you'll have good success. Meditate. Rehearse it. Rehearse it. Rehearse it to others. Tell others about it. You know, make sure that whenever you talk to somebody, before you leave them, go ahead and you don't have to say, you know, Galatians 2.20 says, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. You can just say, you know, the life that I live, I live by the faith in the Son of Jesus, the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You know, you know Jesus loves me, he gave himself for me. You can just share some word, some scripture. Make it a goal to share something. Rehearse the word of God. There's a revival going on. There's a move of God right now happening all across the earth. I mean, come on now. Look at you. You got up this morning, got dressed. You logged on to, you know, wherever you may be, anywhere in southeast Texas or all across the world. You took time to log on. Why? Because you're hungry. You believe in this. You're doing something. You know, all the world is hungry. All the world is looking for truth. Whenever uh, polls and statistics say that, that, that the young people are, 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 are you know, they're, they're falling away from church, that is not the truth. That's not a reality. Do you know what young people want? Do you know what the, the, this generation wants? They want the truth. That's all. They just want the truth. And you just be honest with them. You know, don't be religious. Just give them the truth. Just, just, just tell them the truth. But make sure you know the truth before you tell them the truth. Read it. Rehearse it. And then apply it to your life. If you'll just do what the Word says. And the Word says, Have not I commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Don't be weak. Don't be depressed. Okay? You might say, well, I didn't just choose to be depressed. Well, maybe it's what you're listening to. Maybe it's who you're surrounding yourself with. You know, change it. Let this book of the law not depart out of your mouth, but meditate on it day and night. Okay, all right. Be encouraged. All right. Why don't you turn and uh, look to somebody here on campus? Uh, they're, they're online. Just say to somebody, be encouraged. Oh, come on now. They're going to need more than that because people, people are... <laughs> People are used to being discouraged. Come on now. You're going to go to work tomorrow and you're going to encourage people. You're going to tell them, hey, look, this is a good job. This job is a blessing. I want you to try that tomorrow at work. Say, this job is a blessing. Ooh, I'm blessed to have this job. Like I said, if you don't think you're blessed to have that job, I can pray and God might take it away. You're blessed to have this job. You're blessed to have this job. Amen? Well, tell somebody tomorrow the truth. Just go ahead and dare. Whenever they're saying, oh, this job is horrible, dare to tell them the truth. This job's a blessing. 
I'm happy to have this job. Now, you may be looking for another one, but tell them I'm happy to have this job until I find another one. And I'm going to do my best to make this place a blessed place because I'm better off if we get along. You're better off if we get along. We're better off if this place is blessed. We are better off with a blessed job and a blessed place than an unblessed place. Let's come on. Let's just bless. Let's go to work tomorrow blessing our jobs. Let's walk into the place and say, God, bless this place. Bless the leaders. Bless the owners, Lord. Let's just go into this place. Let's walk out across our our fields and our farms and just bless them and say, Lord, I'm so happy. Thank you, God, for this equipment. It's better than not having none at all. Bless it, Lord. Bless my friends, almighty God. And while I find some new ones. Thank you, God, that I got a, thank you that I have a, 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 a fast food line to sit in for so long. <laughs> Some people don't even have a fast food line to sit in for an hour. <laughs> Listen, if you're not saved, you need to get saved before you leave. Ask Jesus into your heart and your life. This is not rocket science. Come on, ask Jesus into your heart. Just right now, why not? Why not, those of you online and those of you on campus, listen, why not ask Jesus into your heart right now? And you may have been saved, but you may have just grown cold. And sometimes our relationship with, 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 with God can seem old. But you can renew that right now just by saying, God, refresh me. There's a revival going on all around us, and God is stirring up the Holy Ghost. I, just go ahead and open up your mouth and prophesy to yourself. Get in your prayer closet. Pray to God and then start speaking the Word of God and encouragement to yourself. Open up the Bible and read it and rehearse it and apply it to your life. You can do this. Okay, don't don't believe what the world says. On on the top ten best, you know, the Bible takes all ten spots. Okay, that's the truth. I refuse to believe a lie. Thanks again for joining us for another powerful message from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well. Receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.